This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. everybody Jerry Taggart here now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information come on you foxes Good evening, fellow Fox fans. Everton won, Leicester City won.
No, we didn't. <laughs> Brad said he was having a bit of fun with technology earlier, so am I. Maybe we should have won, though. What do you think? Hey, this is You Lester are watching Leicester Till I Die TV. And it's live. We certainly are. And you can catch us live on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter and Periscope. Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube. Leicester Till I Die, the group on Facebook. And at Leicester TID on Twitter and Periscope. Let us know what you think. Let us know, should we have got the three points? Hey, and if you're on YouTube and you're watching, do us a favour, click that little button. Give us a subscribe. Disappointed. Personally, I thought we could have won. I want to hear what you think, though. Let me know what you think. I got the score right. I was a bit worried before the game, but did our performance deserve the three points? Was it two points thrown away? But... It was away on a wet night in Scouseland. But I'm going to ask my chat chum colleague and see what he thinks. Now, some say he was born 2,021 years ago. Some say he only works on a Sunday. And some people say he can turn wine back into water. All we know is he's called the Brad. Sorry there, I clicked the wrong button. That should have been that button that I clicked. <laughs> Evening, Brad. I'm going. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Evening, Chris. Evening. In fairness, I did do my homework when I did that, and I actually came up. You, I think, you must have been out, because I, I did come up and visit your flat, and uh, you've got a very, very, very helpful flatmate. Now, you listen here. He's not the bizarre. He's a very naughty boy. Now, go away. I mean, there's no need for that, surely. No need for that. <laughs> oh, dear. You've, uh, what time did you get to sleep thinking of that idea, mate? <laughs> I tell you what, I need to get a life. This is what this is what lockdown does to you. you know? Oh, can tell, can tell. Right. I'm say good evening to, to, to Mr and Mrs Ahern. Good evening there, Brett. How the devil are you, sir? Um, Brett says, great performance, but feel we should have got all three points. Shame about Fafana not uh, closing down. Shame after a poor first touch. I think it kind of hit him, but we'll come on to that. Uh, and Luke says, good evening both. Thanks for joining good us, man. Luke. Should we have won that, Brad? Why are you doing that? What I'm going to do is if you want to join in with the chat and just come on for a quick two or three minutes to tell us live what you thought, I'm about to post or I'm going to try and post the link in the Facebook group. Um, I'll put it here as well, but I think this only goes to, to YouTube and Periscope. Um, but there, there's the link, yeah, YouTube and Periscope. I'll put it in Facebook. Just while Brad goes and tells us whether he thinks we should have had all three points. Yeah, I mean, it was one of them games, wasn't it, where Leicester fans probably at the start, and I don't think there was many too, too, too many fans out there that would have not taken a draw before a ball was kicked. I actually thought Everton were quite poor tonight. They don't look like a side that's done well over the course of the season, and 
you know, and, and, and you know, every every game we've had in the season where every team has a has a one off performance, and maybe that is just it. I mean, we don't sit here and watch Open Everton religiously, so I don't I don't know how they've been over the last few weeks. Tonight, I think. You know you're entitled. You know you're entitled to concede a goal if it's hit with, you know, if it's hit with that sort of class that Rodriguez hits it with. You know you, you can't do. You know it's sod's law. You can't do nothing about a goal like that. But yeah, I think the fact that fans and the players and your manager probably come off thinking that was a good performance, but disappointed not to come away with three points. You know mm-hmm. it says a lot about how well they performed. You know. I think tonight's performance, and we deserve to come away with something. It, it, you know, it'd have been very difficult to have taken if we'd have come away with nothing. So I suppose you could look at it that way. Uh, it's always good to get a point away from home. We, we you, you know, you always say if you do well at, at home, so at home, and and you don't lose too many away games, which obviously are away record. The season's quite good. You know, you're going to do well in this league, and that's why we're third in the in the table because you grind out our results. And let's let's remember. We just won five games in a row, I believe, in all competitions, and we and and I think that's extended our unbeaten run to nine games. And Everton were, ironically, the last side to beat us in the yes, league. So, I was just about to say that. Yes, yes, yeah. So you got any, any other points on to that, really? Because that, that's just where it is. It was just one of them games where you come away frustratedly happy, but you. All the questions before the game, especially with you know the obvious talking point, the, the, the elephant in the room, Vardy. I think for the first time in a long time, when Vardy's not been playing, you, you already went into the game fairly confident that at least ninety percent of that team, and we know our struggling area is is the replacement for Vardy, was going to do a job and do it well, and they did. And it's just it was just one of them. On another night, we would have got three points, unlike a certain team that we'll get to when we talk about the table. Yes. Sorry, I'm um, just getting pretty laughing. Good evening to that Facebook user. Um, I'm all right. Hope you are as well. Don't know who you are because you've not put your name on there or signed in. Uh, Luke, I'm uh, not going to win them all, but in the past we'd have got nothing from tonight's game. Yeah. Did well to get the point, but could have easily got all three. Um, Yuri should have closed down James. Um Told you months ago you can rely on Vary. That's my point, no striker. Uh, and I think he means Vardy, obviously. And Mark, good evening. Okay. Mark, how the devil are you, sir? If Vardy would have been playing, he would have had a hatful, but he wasn't. The chances we made, especially second half, were impressive. Barnes, great tonight. Going to bring in um, Theum. Now, I don't know if you can hear me at all, Theum. Yeah, boss, up? Hello, mate. How are you doing? Uh, uh, is your camera not working? Oh, yeah. I've, I've got a picture of you, but <laughs> or a pic, not of you, but a picture of a Leicester player. What did you think of the game tonight? I think we deserve to win, but it's a draw. I will take that. Do you think Vardy would have would have done better if he'd been on? Yeah, I think, yeah, because the Madison chance, we should score that chance. We have, they, they, were, they were parking the bus, weren't they? I think it has been a yeah. today. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Theme, and for your thoughts. Join us again, mate. All the best and stay safe. Um, oh, got rid of too Room. many there. Let me bring you back in there, uh, Brad. Do you think Vardy, I mean, they, they very much played like they did at our place. They... At one, you know, they had everybody back. 
Would Vardy in that game tonight, everybody saying he would have got a, a hatful? I actually wrote down here, would he have actually got the chances? Because there wasn't that space for him. I don't think, was there a lot of space for him to run in behind? Look, you didn't, look there's no point looking back on any results going forward while Vardy's not available and saying, ah, oh, well, if Vardy this, like, no, there's not always a guarantee because Vardy has gone missing. People forget that even, even like last season, he went eight, nine, ten games without scoring. Mm. And look, what Vardy offers is a world-class player. And I'll argue with anyone that's not a Leicester fan that doesn't agree with me saying he's not a world-class player because he is, right? He's one of them players that you get select for you and Man City buy them in bulk, you know, like, like they're going through their own pandemic, the way they buy their world-class players and talents, you know, mm. and... and Whatever you think of Manchester United, they've got one in Bruno Fernandes. And whatever you think of him, they've got one in them. We can't deny talent. That's something you can't deny. Liverpool, you know, might not be having the best of seasons. They all, But, you know, they have theirs. And, and, and I could name clubs for days going on about them. And you have these players that you're always going to miss. They always bring a bit extra to it, you know. And maybe when Vardy doesn't get the goal, he stretches the, the, the midfield. It, you know, he stretches the the opposition's defence, of course he, something could have been a bit different with Vardy on pitch, but he's not, so get used to it. Because he's not. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, whether we like it or lump it, we've, we've at least not got him for the next two games. It, you know, yeah. let's provide yeah. orange to come back. What we did today without him was pretty good. Mm. And it was deserving of three points, you know. And, and you've got to look past the fact that Vardy wasn't there because you're right. I'm sorry, if anyone doesn't agree with me, and if an Everton fans yeah. come on here and doesn't agree with me, I think you were bad tonight. I think you, you disappointed me because I expected a rough and tumble game where Everton were going to say, look, we're going to have to go at Leicester because they haven't got the main man. They're going to have to be creative from somewhere else. Let's give a go at them and try and get two goals. Even when they took the lead, they looked like they were playing from the draw from the minute the whistle blew. I don't remember Casper making a save. You know, I don't remember him making a save of any note anyway. So, you know, so the well, they were scored. I have to say, yeah, under looked very lively. Yeah, and yeah. I like under. Uh, we know that. Line, start of the Soyun show from Fafana era. Uh, under is the better choice when the defence is playing deep. Lots of above average performances. Buy Madison some vitamins so he can beat the first defender on crosses. Again, it wasn't his best then. day for crosses or, or free kicks. Um, I think the next four games are critical in the league. Leeds, yeah. Fulham, Wolves, Brighton, all winnable going into the Liverpool game. Good evening, Rob. Uh, let's bring um, and oh, hello. And it's is it? M M oh, you're gonna have to pronounce the name for me there. Yeah. Oh, can you hear me? I can't, we're struggling to hear you. Hey, mate. You okay? Hello, bro. Well, Hello there. What did you think of the game? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Okay. I think we're struggling. Try try and log in again, mate. I think we're struggling to hear you and you've you've frozen it there. Seems to have frozen. That was unfortunate. So nice yeah. to get people joining. Keep trying yeah. to join people if you want to get off. Good good start from City though. Yeah, we were, you know, if if you'd have watched them first twenty 20 minutes we completely dominated from dominated the game you know then it got a bit nitty-gritty you know uh i don't like i don't like players like richarlison in the sense of he got away with a lot today and i know it might sound a bit pedantic but you know he does niggly fouls and he you know he did a wise job and i know he's breaking up play but he got away with getting a yellow card for a long time in that game 
mm. um, for his persistent fouling, which is something that's quite common. And until they until they started doing that, they weren't in the game at all. We was all over them. And like I said, they gave, they, they, I, I was just thinking before it happened, it's going to take something special for these to score tonight because they're not doing much. And then, i.e. commentator's curse, you could give it. As I said, as I said that to myself, while up 1-0. Yeah. But yeah, I think we I don't think there was a point in the game that Everton really controlled. I mean, I know yeah, I know Richarlison has that header near the end, which anywhere else, you know, would have probably been a winner for him. But yeah, I think we were pretty decent in that first twenty minutes. I, d- I don't think that it was almost like they were the away side and, and they were going for the draw because they just weren't and I know. I think they were, they were doing what they were trying to do when um, I say at Leaking Power, which was sort of soak the pressure up, which they were doing very well, and then you know hit us on the break. But I just felt like you know it, it was so negative from them. Yeah, it kind of in a way reminded me of that Crystal Palace game where we drew, and I know we didn't have the most uproaring performance against Palace, and probably didn't test them as much, and. That, but the same sort of thing happened. They, uh, like I said, even when they took the lead, it wasn't like that. Gave Everton the rocket up the arse, and all of a sudden they were stringing passes together and pinging it forward and around our box, and we were making last ditch challenges. You want if you if you had if you'd have been watching that game, and you didn't have a scoreboard at the top, and you didn't know who was winning, you'd have thought Leicester were winning. And you and like you said, you'd have thought Leicester were the home side because it was. And and that was and when it's a frustrating result because we didn't get the win we were expecting a performance, that's the sort of performance you want to see. You know, you want to see a team that goes away from home and still looks like the better side and, and still looks like the team that's going to win it. I don't think I don't think there was anyone out there that isn't an Everton fan, obviously, that when the scores were level for Everton might win this. They're going to sneak this. How about everybody out there? Like I said, apart from obviously Everton fans, were going. There's only one team that's going to win it if, if there's another goal, and it would have been us. I'm sorry, but it, it rightfully would have been us if we'd have got it. We literally. It was almost like a complete opposite to the Premier League winning season. We we had so much possession. We were doing. You could see our goal coming. It was just a matter of when rather than if we were throwing everything by the kitchen sink at them and as somebody said earlier they parked the bus yeah they did and that's what i mean everton really that's why everton really disappointed me tonight you know they beat us at our place one of the few sides that have beat us this season and, and i gave them a lot of credit in that game i think they did well but tonight they didn't have any flair any urgency and like i said from the second the referee might dean blew his whistle at the start of the game everton just kind of went beep beep We'll take the point, please. You know, as if to say, we don't want to go and overcommit because we know the damage that Leicester can do. And I think, in a way, we made Everton look bad despite get, and, and getting away with because they got away with it. Let's face it, they got away with not losing that game today. You know, and I think that shows just how far we've come as a club over uh, over the coming seasons and how well we're doing this season. That Everton went, do not give them a sniff. I'll put twelve men behind the ball if I can. And we just want to get away with the point. If we can get away with it here and get out of this game without a defeat, then go. Then then we'll take it. And they, 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 I think Angelotti, I think them players before, a, a ball was kicked would have snapped your arm off for a nil-nil or a one-all one today. Yeah. 
I mean, a couple of seasons ago, that might have been a game that that, that we would have lost. But um, yeah, definitely, you know, definitely. You know, but we've we've got another special guest coming in now. Now this guy, he was he was on earlier. Now we can't upset him because he he he's quite a tough guy. He knows he knows a lot of people that can come round and uh, shove lucky Heather where uh, he doesn't want to go. We've actually yeah, got Tyson Fury to come in and join us. Bloody heck. Good evening, Tyson. Here he is, the old Nosser. <laughs> the old is going to go three rounds. Three rounds for the back. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I, meant, I, meant, I meant to say this on the pre-match show, because me and Chris have both got shaved heads and you've got the long hair like Charles Manson. We could become a cult, couldn't we? What I hate now, come on. You can't yeah, say yeah, that word too quickly. You'll end up saying something else. <laughs> don't say the word cult what, too quickly. What, Josh, it would definitely be a a cult because we have we have Jesus with us. That's it, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what? There's actually there's actually a funny there's actually a, a genuine funny, but well, I say funny story behind the reason mm. that I'm still persistent with Jesus looking. It's not because of the weather. Um, when we when I used to work for Leicester, uh, we. My first season I reckon, was our championship winning season. And I was, um, I'd just come back from living in Ireland at this time. And I'd just like come back living with my mum at the time. And my mum used, used to drive a while because she loved my hair being short and she wanted me to be clean shaven and that. And no, you got to have a shave, got to have a shave. No. And obviously I said, no, Leicester hadn't lost. So I wasn't going to do it. And we played Watford and before we played Watford, I gave up. I went, right, I've had enough. I'm going to the hairdressers. I'm getting it cut. I'm getting the bed. But if we lose, it's your fault, Mum. And if anyone remembers that game, Watford went 2-0 down. And obviously, Danny Drinkwater scored that late goal. And we got 2 all. I mean, Mum rang me at full time um, when I was able to get out of the ground. And she went, oh, I watched that game. I've never watched a Leicester game. And I watched it going, oh, God, I've cursed. And what have I done? And now I'm on it. We haven't lost in about eight or nine games. And I've not had a shave. So it's staying. So well, I'll take you know, it. Let it grow down. Let it grow down yeah. and see how, see how long it goes. Uh, yeah. I've been ready It suits you anyway, mate. It suits you. Somebody <laughs> says they have a bunch of cults. Well, I think, yeah, it, I think he may have, spelt, may have spelt that wrong there. Um, <laughs> Mark, Mark says he, he thought he was a big <laughs> oh, Well, I tell you what, who, who's the one? Well, you and me are dead, Josh. The one that's still alive with all the hair is, is yeah, Brad, yeah. obviously. Brad would um, be Barry. It's, it's Barry that's still alive, isn't it? Barry Gibb. That's it, yeah. And Brett says, Boyle's uh, Blue Oyster Cult. Showing your age there, Brett. I'll tell you, I remember them. Um, Josh. Getting back and away from uh, Jesus and and uh, Tyson Fury, um, Indeedy injured again. But I mean, I, do you know how I've not heard how bad it is? What what's the what's the latest on it? Do you know? I, I haven't heard to be honest with you, but whether it was just a precaution. I mean, he walked off, didn't he? So you know, hopefully yeah. it's not too bad. But you know, Mendy, I had no problems with Mendy coming on. I felt. Very confident in him doing a job for us. Yeah, exactly, mate. Like, like you say, when when Wolf went down and he was down for ages, I thought, oh god, not again. But like you say, he walked off, and hopefully it was just a case of Brendan taking precautions, saying, no, you know, obviously he's, he's just come back from a long term injury, tight hamstring. Just a comment there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, Luke, like. like <laughs> 
like you say, mate, Mendy coming on, I, I had no I had no qualms with that because he always does a job for us anyway, but it's um it, it was worrying, put it that way. It was really worrying. Brad, some um Facebook user here says he's heard Adrian Durham. <laughs> and let, let's be honest with you, we know that these um, talk, talk talk something, that's what they're called. Talk something. Yeah. I don't know we, know, we know they are there. They're not always going to say nice things because they want you to ring up. It's like what I post in the Facebook group isn't yeah. always what I believe, but I post it because I think it will cause a stir and get people to talk. But Adrian Durham apparently said that once Vardy retires, then Leicester City will be a yo-yo club. Or, and, or now hear me out on this. It sounds like far-fetched as it might seem, but maybe, just maybe, Leicester go out and doing a bit of stoop business with their scouting mm-hmm. team. Or yeah, Admiral yeah, Musque, exactly. who had a very good game against a certain side in the FA Cup, gets promoted, and we keep doing what we're doing. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if we've got any evidence to back that up. It's not like we've got Fafana, Castagne, and, and and all these players ripping it up in this. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, we do have them players. So he talks out of his rear end. And I don't <laughs> listen to anything he has to say when it comes to clubs to try and stir rubbish, because you can try and get a conversation started, and then it's just making nonsense like that. I'm sorry. Vardy does not collapse the team if he doesn't play. We've seen it when we won the title and we've seen it tonight. So, laughable. Ne- next question, please. <laughs> yeah, Adrian I, I, not to the person who commented. By the way, the person who commented, thanks for bringing yeah. that up. I meant the, per- the bloke on talk poop. I, I, that. Do tend to say, I just to take, take, take everything on talk. And I, I go on talk sport and I have a laugh and a joke with them. Uh, it's the same with Jason Cundy. Like I say, take what they say with a pinch of salt because they are there to get a reaction and that will get Leicester fans ringing in and that's how the, these these talk shows, social media sites, everybody uh, yeah. uh, survives. I want to... And I'll, I'll throw this at um, Josh first because he'll probably keep it uh, a little bit brief, but Perez today. I'll be honest, mate. I think a lot of people sort of are like, because we're that used to Vardy playing, and especially neutrals are used to seeing Vardy playing. The, the, he can't really compare the two because Perez is, is obviously is a totally different player. Um, he was just yeah, bang average. didn't even have, I mean, against Bradford, like we said in the pre show, he had, in the Bradford, <laughs> Brentford, sorry, he had three shots at goal, three on target, made the keeper work. I didn't see much of him today. No, it was very quiet, mate. Very, very quiet. Um, I can't actually think of, I can't think of a chance that he actually had. To be honest, mm. I really, really, really can't think of anything that he did. Um, he was, uh, he wasn't awful, but he didn't stand out. He was just bang average, really. It was, I think he just sort of, it felt felt like he sort of just made the numbers tonight. Really, do you know what I mean? Brad, dare, dare I ask you? Hang on, let me get let me get the mute button ready for the swearing. Uh, I don't know. I, I've I almost felt like Perez was a decoy tonight because mm. I think I think to a point Everton Everton knew that they, we weren't going to play Perez the way we played Vardy. He wasn't going to run in behind a defence like Vardy. He was there almost as a false striker entirely, let alone a false nine. He was just a false striker out. And now I think we actually played sort of like a Scotland. Do you remember when they once put, I think, five at the back and six in midfield against Spain and zero up front or whatever it was? 
it was kind of <laughs> like that. It was kind of like we didn't have a striker because they're not best um, that we've got. Um, and I just think, you know, he, he, he didn't do anything to inspire and he didn't do anything to catch the eye. He didn't do anything to warrant. You know, normally you think your best players out, a person like Perez, who a lot of fans have been screaming, oh, he doesn't play in his natural position. He, he's a more striker, more of a cam player. We didn't roll his sleeves up and do anything tonight. And maybe he was a decoy. Maybe the idea was to, to kind of confuse them with, with why we're playing Perez so much that Barnes and Madison had a bit more freedom to get forward and they were the attacking options because they got more of the ball than him. Like, like you know, like Josh said, he didn't really do much. He didn't really get much of it. I'm going to say I something. Must admit, I, I, must, Sorry, I, must admit, I must admit, Brad, like you say, you know, Fulham, I'm one of them that calls for Perez to, to play and I'm, I'm always one that says he's, he's played out of position. But I have to agree with you tonight, mate. I can't really, I can't really defend him. As I say, he weren't bad. He weren't good. He just didn't yeah, he really do bad. anything. He yeah. just didn't do anything, did he? Really, he just. You need to like, I, can't, I can't remember one. I can't remember one moment of the game where he really did anything of value. To be honest with you, really, it's just one of them, no. weren't it? And if any, if anything, tonight, you know, I know we we mentioned it on 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 the Twitter and Instagram, didn't we, Chris? That that Iniacho didn't get any minutes, and and I think today you just kind of give Perry the opportunity to kind of completely knock Nacho down the pecking order and out of the running to be back up to Vardy. And now Nacho's probably got another chance with with, with well, the next game coming up. Talk, talk, talking, of, talking of Nacho, I, I mean, we said on the pre-show, I was surprised he, he's not started in either the FA Cup or this game, which makes me think he might have gone down the pecking order. But I must admit, got to about 60 minutes and I was thinking of you, Brad, which is probably... Means I, need, that, I definitely need to get out more. I tell you, but I was actually <laughs> thinking what you said the other week. Like, could we do with an Acho coming on here? Because that, and I, and I obviously prefer Perez to an Acho. But I was thinking that. Um, yeah. What <laughs> he should, should he not have come on today, or is that just me? I, either of you guys. Uh, I think personally, the reason he didn't come on today was indeed his injury. If indeed he didn't come off, and on indeed his injury, and with apparently it's just a tight strain, that impacts of the big injuries in last season. I think you're seeing that Brendan Rodgers isn't taking a risk. He's not letting him, you know, get a soak on it and try and run it off and come back on. He'd rather take his players off and get the reliable Mendy to come on. And I think because that substitution kind of meant that Brendan only had two tactical changes and one of them you could see because he was talking to him all the way through before he came on. He already had plans to bring Under on to give us that extra pace on the wing who had a good game as well Under when he came on. I don't think he wanted to twist it and give Nacho a run out. I think he'd rather go Perez, get two games, I can rest you unless you do something big in this game because I need to keep fresh ideas going forward and I do think his underwhelming performance tonight will put Nacho in front of the order unless you go Barnes and under starts because under has started to get more minutes since his return from injury yeah uh, Facebook user here saying um, we had used all our subs yeah the point I was making was yeah I get, it could yeah. Have come on instead of you know I mean uh, Under came on for Brighton, who wasn't having a particularly good game. So, in truth, we placed Evans. I think that was purely tactical, uh, mm. Josh. Um, would you have brought an Acho on? <clears throat> it, it, it'd been interesting to see 
if Johnny Evans, Adam Tavatsu had gone off, he looked like, I mean, I don't know if he took off again as a precaution or not, because he seemed to be, he seemed to have said something to um, Brendan Rogers as he came off. So, <clears throat> excuse me, whether he picked up a bit of a knock. Um, I think it were a game where the thing is with Iheanacho, like I say, strength wise, he, he obviously divides opinion. Um, but he's not, he's, he's pretty good at holding the ball up. And I think it, we could have done with it. It's a game we could have done with it in, really, because we've seen first mm. half, Harvey Barnes, he, he were getting, he were running some, getting in behind, and obviously when we brought under on, he were having a go at some as well. So, yes, yes and no, really. Um, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to say. Like I say, it's, we've yeah. obviously Evans going off, and we have, we have, we'd have had, we'd have, if he answered on, him, we'd have had the extra sub, but. Maybe because it seemed like we were going more for the win than what they were, so could have done. I, I, I still have a sneaky feeling that he may be departing the club before the before Monday, and maybe somebody from Celtic coming the other way, and a bit of a swap deal going on. We we should, hey, I'm on a roll. I got the score right today, so I'm on a roll. You never know; I could be right with that one. Uh, Brad Tillerman's goal. Everybody, well, all, all the, the 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 papers and everybody is saying. Um, Pickford, Pickford error. Oh, it was, weren't it, really? I mean, yeah, it came for a, a, a sea of legs, but he should have saved that. But I've always liked Pickford, you know. I've always thought he's a charitable goalkeeper that loves to make howlers in big games. And that's why Everton aren't quite there at the top of the uh, top of the trees and in, in, in our sort of area. You know, it's lovely to see a, <laughs> an Englishman with pride just letting, letting the likes of, you know, the Belgians come in and just have a laugh of him because he's had his he's had his pants down a few times when he's played against Belgians, and he? he doesn't like playing against them. Maybe we shouldn't want them in group stages and that because uh, he seems to concede daft goals when we play. He plays against against them, doesn't he? Quite a lot of Belgians score past him, so uh, yeah. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it, and we deserved it. Maybe it was a bit of karma because I think. Uh, Everton were having about four all shoes up the rear end, keeping a one-nil lead against us at that point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the B, I don't know whether you guys were watching BT or another one. I mean, it literally was. The, 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 Josh, the, the commentators were saying, you know, it's Leicester, it's Leicester, it's Leicester. We kept going at them. Yeah, Everton had an odd five, ten minutes in, an odd five, ten minutes there when they sort of put a bit of pressure, you know, well, say put a bit of pressure on us. They actually got out their own half, let's just say that. But we could we could still be playing now probably against that Everton side and we wouldn't have got another one. They literally would just sat behind <clears> that ball. I made a comment on my... Um... On my Facebook page, that I we I we genuinely could have played my two my newborn two day old niece in goal for Casper tonight, and it wouldn't oh. have made any difference. They were so negative; it was unbelievable. Like I, I don't I don't know. Like I mean, I don't know if that's I've not watched much of Everton this season, to be honest with you. So I, I can't really say how, I can't really say how they play, but I'm really surprised that how negative. Well, even at one all, like you could see, we were, we you know we wanted to go for the win, we were pushing for the win, and they were quite happy and content to sit. But listen, if they if they your tactics and it works for you, they're a fair play. But as the home team and the attacking players that they've got in their side, I expected a lot more from them. It was just. They were just they were just really poor, really really poor, and I, I don't know. I just thought it was really negative negative football from them. Eighteen shots for us, Brad. 
Yeah, uh, you know, it just shows the dominance of the game. I mean, I don't know how many of them were on target. We didn't trouble Pickford too much in that first half. Fights was five on target. Let's look at it more that way. We had five shots on target, one at the back of the net, and on another night, a few more would have us, you know, as, as, as well. Because, you know, in case of what I said earlier, and I 100% as well agree with Josh, uh, that, that, that I was so surprised at how poor Everton were. There was only ever going to be one side even at nil-nil, even at one-nil down, even at one-all, I thought if there's going to be a winner, there's only one team that's coming away with three points tonight because that surprised me. And the thing is, you can't... It's, it was such a bad defensive, you know, 20 men behind the ball performance that you're thinking, that's not because there's no crowd. That's a manager telling the players that's how they want to play. I think it was more a fear of losing. They did. They, they knew before kickoff don't lose this game because this is a good side. Maybe that's what the plan was because crowd or not, I would love to hear Everton fans how they would have reacted seeing their team play like that against us at one all the, going into that last 10-15 minutes. The, the BT commentator who uh, he actually said exactly the same, uh, the way Leicester were playing, would the Everton, you know, had Everton had a crowd in, would they be getting on their on their backs? I don't know. I wanted to get on, and I, I, I'm not criticising him as a commentator. But if he if he calls him Tillemans once more, I'm going to go down to BT Sport and slap him. It's Tillemans, not Tillemans. But uh, <laughs> hey, we're just going to have a quick ten second break, and we'll come and have a look at the table. And it, it's not as bad as it could have been. We'll be back after this. He says, famous last words. I think that worked in the, in the end. Um, I know Brad's been been chomping at the bit with this one. Let's have, let's have a look at the table. Um, we're still third. We well, even had we lost, we, we would have stayed third. Um, we're only a point behind Man United. I think there's uh, there's somebody we've got to uh, thank for that, Brad. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I've always liked Sheffield United. I've always said good things about them. You know, they're all they're, you know they like Pitford. They're a very good side. They like to help out everybody every now and then. You know, they might be going down to the Championship, but they're going to do it with some annoying styles. But that just proves that I you know what was you know we're the invisible, so we don't exist. So we, we'll take us out of the conversation. Manchester United were apparently running, and you know, even though they were. Games in hand with Man City. They were running away with a league, according to a lot of media sources. You'd have thought they were 30 points clear the way they were going on about them. And all of a sudden, a nice little trip from Sheffield United comes along and messes them up. So, you know, if, you, if you're feeling a bit gutted about not getting all three points, it could have been worse. We could have lost Sheffield United tonight. Josh, that, that, was, that was Man United's Leicester-Fulham game, wasn't it? Yeah, and... It... It goes to show that literally this season anybody can beat anybody. I think looking at that, looking at that Man United result tonight, it's made me look back on the Fulham result and think, you know, God, it weren't. Maybe, maybe, maybe we overreacted, overreacted a bit with that. Do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's literally, like I say, it's literally a case of the, it's such a strange, strange season, and some of the results have just been absolutely crazy. So. I was surprised. I was surprised by their results tonight, but again, the way the season's going, it, it didn't come as a massive shock. Um, mm. 
I think it's definitely but it's definitely brought the red off of Manchester back down to earth anyway, put it that way. So but it's still tight up there, it's still close, but you fully expect Man City to win to win their game in London, they'll probably they'll probably extend the lead a bit. But Yeah. I mean Tot- Tottenham and Everton, if they win their two games in hand, they could still catch us up. Tottenham having sort of the the the, the better goal difference. Um but I'd sooner have the points on the table than the uh and the games in hand. Now, do we do me a favour, Josh? Every week yeah. you've been saying, and we talked about this in the pre-match, that we're <sighs> going to score a goal this week from the corner. So you tried a bit of reverse psychology and said we're not going to score a goal, and you were dead right. <laughs> we didn't score a goal yeah. from the corner. Can yeah. you just not mention it at all next week and see what happens? <clears throat> I'm going to have to do something. I'm going to have to start going church and praying and all sorts because... No, sorry, I can't. I can't give them sort of requests, mate, and prayers. I'm sick of hearing <laughs> from you. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to start praying to the Church of Brad. I think. Um, that that never, like, that 11... never me laughing. I'm sorry, Brad. That just never stops me. Uh, I'm gonna laugh at that every time. Was it like eleven corners tonight, and not one of them troubled? It's like we played so many short corners tonight, and I just think to myself, like, yeah, eleven corners we had. Like Johnny Evans and Wesley Fofana must think like I'm not I'm not being funny. What's the point in us going up? Do you know what that I mean? Is like, what I, I said that is what I said all game, Josh. Spot on. I said that. Yeah. I said Fofana and Evans must be going up to that pitch going, what's the point? It's just going to go out. I agree. Yeah. Sorry, mate. I had to interrupt because that's what no, I was saying all right. game near the corner. I'm I'm glad you agree, mate. It's um it's just really frustrating because we know Madison's got in his locker to put in a good ball, but I think it's sort of told tonight when he had he had a couple of free kicks in a good position. It just kept, they both oh. came to nothing. Um, the thing is, well, let's take him off. Of when, Sorry. Yeah, when Sorry. when under, when under <laughs> came on, especially free kicks from like the right hand side with him being left footed, and he could swing them in. We, we didn't choose that option. It was just Madison playing it short to him every time. And as a centre-back, having to run all the way up the pitch and you're thinking like, you know, nine times out of ten, it's not, it's not really going to be the first man. Um, it's just frustrating, mate, especially that many corners and to not test the keeper once. It's just really, it's, it's annoying more than anything. It's oh, pathetic. It is. Chandow Dave here is just asking uh, what's an update on arrivals and departures at Leicester. Chandu, we don't know, uh, but we've got a few days left. And on, when is it now? On Monday night from 9 till 11, Brad's joining me. We're going to do, and Josh and everybody else is welcome. We're going to be doing a bit of a long special on the transfer window. Um, ho- hopefully they won't send everybody home at eight and make it not worth doing. So tune in Monday night, same place, same channel, and watch the Leicester Till I Die transfer special. Um, guys, man of the match. Let's have a look at what Alan Alan went for here. Um, Harvey Barnes, um, which is pretty much what uh, Robbie Savage went for. He actually said it was difficult to find one outstanding player on the pitch, but he did go for Harvey Barnes, as indeed as Alan, and he's given the manager eight and the, the teammate. Uh, Josh, first of all, agree, disagree? Uh, I'll give my man of the match to um, Yuri Tielemans. I could see why he gave it to Harvey Barnes. I thought I thought Barnes had a good game. Like like you're saying, you got to agree with Robbie Savage, really. Nobody, nobody really did anything to 
to stand out. Um, I gave it to Elements purely for not only his equaliser, but for it, he kept the game kept the game ticking over well. Um, his passing was as good as ever. Um, yeah, it was hard to pick today. Um, team performance wise, I don't think you can't say we didn't we weren't positive and we weren't on the front foot because we tried to win the game. So um, eight, yeah, eight for team performance and eight for manager. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that definitely. Brad. Yeah, I'd agree with it. I think I think it was one of them before. I don't think, like I said, I don't think we did a lot wrong apart from not finding a second goal to, to grab all three points in the end. So I can't fault the manager. I think an eight is fine for him. I think he got things tactically right. Uh, mm. The team performance was there. It was very good. So again, an eight's fair. And I think if you had to pick someone that maybe stood out more than the other eleven, the other ten players on the pitch, Harvey Barnes was just ahead of that. Especially in that second half, is there something tactical? I don't know if it's just me that picks up on it, or maybe I only see it certain bits of it. But Harvey Barnes seems to stick to the left side for one half, and then depending on maybe if we take the lead, it changes. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But recent, I've just noticed one half he seems to be wide player and not cut in as much, and then in the second half he seems to be a bit more venturous. So, I don't know. But tonight, he sort of stood out when he started going forward a bit more. You are. What was that? Yeah, I think definitely. I think you're right, Brad. I think, um, like you say, I know, as you notice, as you say, second half of games, he tends to he tends to play a bit more centrally. And it'd be interesting to see if it might, whether it's worth stick, having, sticking him up front for a game, um, trying something different. I don't know whether you could do that or not because he's having a cracking season out wide. So it's hard to say, really. But yeah, I, I've noticed that before. I think um, as the game goes on and maybe defences are tiring and such, he definitely sends he te- definitely tends to be cutting a lot more and he does play a lot more centrally. Now you went for three-one, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. never, never buy me a lottery ticket because you got the corner goal and, and the score. Brad, what did you go for this week? Oh, I made some ludicrous predictions all around. I think I went 3 0, 3 1, and 4 1 at one point to Leicester. And yeah, don't no. ask me for lottery numbers because I'll give you all numbers that don't exist in the lottery. That's the case. Well, can, I, can I just say, and I think this is only the second time I've actually got the result right, but. I think I actually went for oh one one there along with uh, along with Steve Linex and I've got to be honest with you Steve Linex bless him was that impressed that he got one right and that's the first one he's got right all season he actually messaged me after the game saying yeah I've got a, I've got the score right so well done well done to Steve and uh, well done to me. <laughs> Let me just say. And guys, if you are going to be watching the post-match show on Sunday, um, I'm trying to think what time the kickoff is, uh, but we've been playing Leeds on Sunday. And the post-match show, hopefully Steve Linux is going to be on that with us. Julian can't make it. Oh, it's a 4.30 kickoff. So about 6.50 we'll be doing the post-match show. And uh, hopefully Steve Linux will be joining us. I want to say thank you to Josh, uh, a.k.a. Tyson Fury. Thank you to Brad. <laughs> no I'm just going to have a fight with him on box office. <laughs> <laughs> God, I don't know if you saw this earlier. Let's let's just do this now, once more. Now, you listen just, here. Uh... He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Now, go away. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dad's flat, mate. Honestly, I was I was quite upset at the attitude. I really was. But hey, guys, thank you very much. Um, see you on Sunday, pre and post match yeah, um, for the Leeds game. Yeah, and just just remember, guys, after the post match, it's going to be the the Son of God versus the Gypsy King live yeah. here box office. We only asked for a fiver a night. Don't worry, we'll set it all up. You can pay for the fight. We'll have a virtual social distancing fight, me and you, mate. That's it. We'll have to start. We'll have to start trash talking each other over Facebook in there to give give it a bit of build up. Hey? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I, I can see all the, the I can see all the videos and the memes going through my mind now, mate. Don't give me ideas, <laughs> guys. Stay oh, safe. Um, have a good rest of the week, and I will see you on Sunday. Cheers, chaps. Yeah, have a good Sunday. Sunday. Take care, yeah, guys. Stay safe. Yeah. So thanks very much to Josh for joining us and Brad, as always, uh, who's who's absolutely excellent on these shows. Um, and thank you very much, uh, Brad, for joining us. Hey, we've got another game coming up on Sunday. <laughs> it is it is Leeds United. Uh, and we'll be back. And you can catch us, like I say, we are on YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV. Please go on, and if you're watching on there, or if you're not watching on there, please give us a little subscribe. Help us with those numbers. We'd love you forever. So just give us a subscribe, Leicester Till I Die TV. And, of course, all our shows go on to podcasts, and you can get us on any of the major podcasts, including Google, Apple iTunes, Spotify, and Anchor, to name just four. So... Brad's probably gone off now to do a bit of uh, changing wine back into water. <laughs> Don't blame him. Guys, we didn't lose. We got the draw. Probably would have, well, I would have taken that at the start because that's what I predicted. I'm back tomorrow night at 7 o'clock with the Opposition View show when we'll be talking to a Leeds fan. Back on Friday night at 7 with the preview show with Craig. And back pre and post match with Josh and Brad on Sunday with the post-match show. So take care of yourselves, guys. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for all your comments. Stay safe, and I'll speak to you uh, tomorrow night at 7. Bye now. Lester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye, and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go.
Your mate's already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Uh, participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.